Here's what happened this morning with Stacey and Clayton. If you're listening in your car, you're on your way to work, making breakfast in the kitchen, maybe you're listening in the shower, having a shower beer at 6.08 wow. in the morning. On a two- Wednesday? Yeah, okay. Maybe <laughs> maybe not a shower Yikes. beer. Hey, maybe. Maybe you took the Wednesday off and you're maybe. starting your vacation maybe off Maybe Wednesday's right. your Saturday. Who if knows? so, have at her. Um, speaking of showers. Yeah, you know that uh, line from Mean Girls, stop trying to make fetch happen? Yeah. Right? Stop trying to make shower oranges a thing. Please, TikTok. This came about, I think it was like 2019. And it just, it's the rumor that won't die. Apparently, having an orange in the shower is life-changing. I've never seen this before. Really? No. Oh, my God. I remember it a while back, and it's just one of those things that doesn't seem to die. Um, People say if you have an orange in the shower, first of all, the humidity and the heat really intensify the citrus. You know when you peel an orange, right? You can see the little... Oh, yeah. Squirts coming out. It's like really intense, this peel especially. But then also, too, um, because oranges are messy, when you're in the shower, there's no mess. And if you have it cold and bring it into the warm shower, apparently that also just really enhances everything. So that's the the second point. Let's focus on that, the no mess. Mm -hmm. You can say that with any food in the shower. Have you had chicken, like, really messy hot wings in the shower? It's great. You just rinse off when you're done. Oh, shower wings are the best, man. No mess. Shower Caesar salad, the mm. best. No mess at all, man. No mess. Shower spaghetti? Pfft, rinse that sauce right off your face. That can't be a selling point. That's no. just the case for any no. food in the shower if you're eating it. Also, also just wash your hands. Right? <laughs> also, don't eat in the shower. Like, one thing to brush your teeth in the shower, right? Some people, <gasps> you brush your teeth th- in the shower? I always thought that was so strange yeah that's strange people are crushing oranges in the shower like that that's strange and you even, shouldn't be eating in the shower even the shower beer we've talked about yeah. how that's like you know a little weird it's I don't overrated know. it's not weird it's just overrated mm-hmm. shower beer persons like oh shower beer the best it's overrated this is the king of overrated this is probably very o- shower orange come on you're booking yourself too tight if you need to eat an orange in the shower if you're like oh i'm eating breakfast in the shower i'm saving time have you ever had shower cereal you guys it's amazing wake up five minutes early and just do them separate. You know what the world needs more of uh, is sugary breakfast cereals. Obviously. Obviously, because there are not enough. Tim Horton's stepping up to the plate offering another donut-themed or inspired breakfast cereal. Last time it was um, Timbit-inspired. Mm-hmm. I believe they had... Did they have chocolate and plain? I can't remember. Yeah, chocolate and a birthday cake. Chocolate and birthday cake. There mm-hmm. you go. Uh, now Tim Hortons is releasing a cereal inspired by apple fritters. <laughs> yeah, but what makes this one, I don't know, different or stand out more unique is the little pieces of cereal are actually shaped like an apple fritter. They have little like pillows of deliciousness on it is kind of cute it's cute pillows of deliciousness pillows of deliciousness that's the actual term that they mm-hmm. use on the box by the way that's actually a good marketing campaign pillows, pillows of, of deliciousness i would I i'd would. eat anything that is described as pillows of deliciousness yeah i love pillows like a pierogi i love things that are delicious mm-hmm. put them together
Sold. Sold, right? <laughs> uh, it's like those little, it was like French toast crunch back in the day. <gasps> they still have that. The little pieces of toast. They I, were little individual pieces of bread. I wanted that. So I didn't cute. care what it tasted yeah. like. I just wanted to eat tiny, tiny little pieces of toast. And the cookie crisp. Yes. It was like little mini cookies. Yes. And the best was that you go and buy like mini Chips Ahoy. Exact same thing. You can buy mini Chips Ahoy cookies, oh, yeah. pour them in a bowl. They were the exact same thing as mm-hmm. Cookie Crisp. Yeah. Good old cereal, hey? I don't know, though. Apple Fritter, I don't. I never really liked Apple-inspired, like, Apple Jack cereal. Blech, How no dare thanks. you? Apple, How dare you? I think it's probably my least favorite imitation flavor. Apple Cinnamon Cheerios. When it comes to Cheerios... Most underrated Cheerios. We could do a Cheerios draft. Whoa. There are like 21 brands of Cheerios Heck yes, now. we could. They're uh, like the Oreos of breakfast cereal. Are there too many cereals? Yes. Way too many, right? 100%. It's mm-hmm. got its whole aisle at the grocery store. Both and, sides. And the Canadian ones, let's face it, we don't have nearly as many oh, as the U.S. And there are maybe, what, six, seven good ones out of 78? <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I find this to be quite shocking. As a dog owner, did you know that Saskatoon residents actually prefer cats over dogs? According to a recent survey, them's them's the breaks. Them's the breaks. Them's the breaks. Okay. They did a survey of a thousand people. So, like, obviously, it's not a pretty fair representation. Yeah, this doesn't count. No, not really. Uh, Eight out of ten provinces are more dog-loving provinces than cat lovers, except for Saskatchewan and Newfoundland and Labrador. We they love, love cats. cats. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I just... Because no one wants to walk their dog when it's minus 40 with the wind chill outside. Is that what it is? Rather just hang out inside with this furry animal that just plays with a laser pointer and a piece of string. That's the thing about cats, man. Like, I'm so jealous of cat owners. You guys got it good. <laughs> You guys got it good. Your little best friend is pretty low maintenance, right? Yeah, they I can, guess. They can entertain themselves. Dogs? <sighs> High maintenance. Sometimes I'm just like, do- like, well, my dog especially. What would you do without me, pal? And yeah. that's, the, that's the lure of dogs. You need them. They need you. It's yeah. great. It's mm-hmm. an awesome give and take relationship with cats. It's all, they're just taken from you. <laughs> Well, yeah, you give and give. Mm-hmm. I guess it depends on the cat because yeah. every once in a while you do come across that oh, magical unicorn cat which cat. just cuddles and loves you. It's the best. Our cat was a, she was not a nice cat. See, that's the thing. And cat owners, you get, this is where it's unfair being a cat owner. Everyone kind of paints them with the same broad brush, right? All cats are evil. They're yeah. always chucking stuff off cabinets and countertops and Scratching stuff like that. Furniture. Some cats are money. Mm-hmm. Some cats are so awesome, and they're so cute, and the big eyes and everything, they're just great. They're so rare, though. Yeah. They're very, very rare. And yet, we're a cat city. Huge Figure that one city. out. Well, a thousand people. Still, very small yeah, Let's see your cat. Let's see your cat. Actually, yeah, cats are pretty sweet. I can't even have an... Like, as a dog person, I don't have a... Cats are awesome. It shouldn't be dogs cats. versus cats. We can all live together. Cats poop inside, though. That's good. The handshake scene around the world. Um, <laughs> Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, Premier of Alberta, Danielle Smith, they had a, uh, they had an awkward one. Mm-hmm. It was a, uh, I don't even want to say dead fish handshake. Limp fish? Limp fish, dead fish. It was just, uh, it was Poor just, execution. Yeah, it was bad, right? So Justin Trudeau goes in, and I think both parties are to blame here. Justin Trudeau goes in way too aggressively, yeah, way too gung-ho. 
Like, way too, like, how you doing? It's just way too fast, right? And Danielle Smith does the opposite. It's like, well, and she mm-hmm. didn't, she gave her hand flat. Yeah. She didn't go in for a handshake. She went in for a hand clasp. Yeah. And it just ended up being, bleh. and then Super they, awkward. and then they held for the photo too long. Like, you know, when you, uh, yeah, you, you got to do a photo op when you do the handshake, you got to look at the cameras, do the smile. Yeah. They didn't continue doing the shake. It was just a pause. Well, cause it would have looked was so, so awkward. It would have looked so weird if he mm-hmm. had continued to shake her hand yeah. like normal because he's it's a weird because Danielle Smith has like the elbows tucked in T-Rex style and Justin Trudeau was all loosey-goosey it's just a weird dynamic right enough on that let's just talk about the let's talk about the science of handshakes here okay Mm -hmm. this happens to you really awkward really bad handshake there's a crowd around people see people notice (laughs) your friends are taking pictures you have to acknowledge it right that it was a bad handshake I think, well, like, the thing is with politicians and these photo ops, right? We're not talking about them, though. Just a normal, like, a normal handshake with you and someone you just met. I would probably say, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, that one sucked, right? You make light of the situation because if you don't, you just try to move past it. That's all you're ever going to remember about that person. So what if it's that way for you? You go in normal and the other person limp fishes it. Do Mm -hmm. you call them out for limp fishing? 100%. Someone you're meeting for the first time? Or maybe I just make light of mine. Like, oh, when it'll too aggressive there buddy my bad clearly i was too much handshake for you exactly right you just you make some kind of comment you got to acknowledge the awkward well, handshake. lighten the mood you right? can't just move past it because it's always going to be in the back of your head did they also know that was a bad handshake because i know that was a bad handshake he's got to know that was a bad handshake right? right that was a horrible handshake everyone saw that was not good we got to say something because well, you'd be thinking about it all night all night regretting it all night. wondering what they were thinking a bad handshake and again first impressions matter you yeah. might be thinking it's just a handshake. No handshake is never just a handshake. It's like <laughs> a secret I'm judging you moment. Oh, yeah. You got a bad handshake, you got to acknowledge it. We don't make the rules. Cruise FM, Variety That Rocks. We just got a text from No Meat, No Charcuterie Trevor. That's his name on the text line, 9380963. Awkward handshakes have become more of a common thing because of COVID. Mm. Everyone's been doing the fist bump, the elbow bump thing. We forgot how to do handshakes. It's a good point. It's the worst when someone goes for a fist bump and you go for a handshake. And instead of just admitting defeat, you both go for it anyway and you shake their fist and it's just the or worst. Or you bump their hand. Never do that. Don't do yeah. that. Just admit defeat and, and hug. <laughs> that's that what, that should be your punishment for doing an awkward handshake. handshake that you you to have hug to hug. And kiss. Oh my god. <laughs> I've seen some discussions online about this question. It's a very, very straightforward question. Um, but I think it's very different for a lot of people and it's what time do you eat dinner? supper whatever you want to call it your final meal of the day mm-hmm. what time are you eating it some guy had tweeted that 7 30 was a classic dinner time 6 30 was too early because it's like well then you have to like do something after it 8 30 was way too late because it's just 8 30 7 30 according to this one guy was like prime dinner time 7 30 7 30 i think 6 30 6 we eat at six and I feel like I feel sometimes like that's See, late. We're weirdos though. We have weird hours where we go to bed super early, we wake up super early, right? So maybe we're not the best l- I don't miss know. test for this. I do know that growing up we ate at like 
4.30. Oh, the Croker household, we were opposite. We were eating at like 8.45, sometimes <gasps> really? 9.30 at night. We were a sports family. We were running around all over town. So if we wanted a big family supper together, it had to be either at like... 3.45 right after school yeah. <laughs> or 9.30 at night. And it sucked when it was like a Friday. You want to go out with your friends? Nope. Family right? dinner They're time. Partying. Oh man, can we pick you up? No, sorry. I got to eat supper. It's 9.30. I know. That was ours too though as we did. Like I had music lessons and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So that's usually why we ate early. Yeah. But eating, sometimes Sean and I will eat after Fiona goes to bed at like 7.30. And even then... Like eight fifteen rolls around, yeah. you're so full. I it's always weird. I always wondered why parents did that, eating after their kids go to bed, so they can enjoy their meal. Right? <laughs> that's exactly. I why. never knew. I never knew <laughs> until I became a parent. I'm like, oh, that's why. Oh, yeah. Because kids are nightmares. Mm-hmm. Oh. The perfect time to eat supper. What is it? Nine three eight zero nine six three. Call or text. This is. The, I don't know. There's so many different possibilities depending on where you are in your life exactly but generally speaking perfect time to eat supper nine three eight zero nine six three i'm a six o'clock kind of guy i like six as well six o'clock you have the news on in the background you're having a good time catch up with the family how was your day sweetie everyone's there it's good uh car guy will on the text 8 p.m he likes to get home do some chores have a beer and then make supper fair and fair enough right Hmm. again this is if you've got a later job in the day. Yeah. You don't want to necessarily get home, eat supper right away. You right? want to chill out and relax. Yeah. But you also want to maybe chill out afterwards, right? It's something about eating supper and then right after that just going to bed. It's not the healthiest thing for you, Well, that's why you, eating right? later for me is very bizarre. If I was, We were in Spain. Spanish people eat super late. Yeah. They want, like, oh, dinner at 10.30? I'm in bed for an hour already, but okay. It's because they're napping like three times a day over in Spain. They're it's always true. taking naps over there. But it's because they know how to live over right? there. Uh, 7.30, like it just, it seems right when 7.30 hits. Seems like the supper window's closing there. I, unless it's the weekend or you're going out for a nice dinner with friends, then I don't mind eating later. But we're a bunch feel of all European. We're nerds though. We we're are nerds. huge losers that go to bed at like eight forty-five, and that's late. That's actually a weekend for us going to bed at eight forty-five. So Tanya on the text, she said anywhere around five to six p.m. Shelby eats at five thirty. A lot of early birds. I guess so. Yeah, if you get off work at four. Get home 4.30, hour, maybe get a half hour to hang out, half hour to cook. And some people, too, have said that they want to try and eat with their younger children. And if their younger children go to bed earlier, Mm -hmm. then they have the family dinner earlier as well. I'm telling you, though, I've only been a parent for eight months, so I know exactly what I'm talking about with everything parenting-wise. Yes. Put the kids to bed and eat after that. Oh, my God, it's the best. It's way better than battling and eating with the kids. Now, when they get to, like, you know, two, three, four, five, obviously not really an option anymore. But when they're little, uh, you can still control what they wear and all that stuff. Just put them to bed and eat. And enjoy yourself. I had no idea how much of a battle it is trying to eat when your child is also eating at the same time. Just wait. I had no idea. When they get older, it's even worse. It's even worse? Oh, yeah. Great. Why did no one warn me that kids are a lot of effort? We were asking the question earlier, what time you eat dinner? It's a very, it's a large spectrum of answers. James texted in and said he pairs his up with uh, certain TV shows. Eats at five because of Simpsons and Fresh Prince. 
think a lot of people have that exact uh, yeah. same scenario. Mm-hmm. Gotta have Simpsons on in the background. Or I remember Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. Judge Judy for me. There you go. We were a big Judge Judy family. <laughs> I loved Judge Judy back in the day. People laugh at me. My first crush, Judge Judy. Okay. We're learning a lot about ourselves today. Um, Watching TV with my son yesterday, a commercial for the movie Cocaine Bear comes on. (gasps) Ooh, I want to see that. The trailer makes it look so good. Oh, man. Uh, I thought it was just going to be like a joke movie like Sharknado. No, it's like a legit movie. Oh, yeah. About a bear that finds a bunch of cocaine and eats it. Um, My eight-month-old son is just losing it laughing at this bear. Because he's in the teddy bear phase, right? He's got all of his stuffies and he loves the bears. And he sees this bear on TV, high on cocaine. He's loving it. Loving it. (laughs) He's loving it. Ah, Right? Thank goodness he can't talk yet. Because then he'd be like, hey, what's the... Why is that bear acting all weird? Why is that bear in such a rush? Why is he growling so fast? Why is that bear grinding his teeth profusely? Uh... (laughs) So, like, the bear obviously is on drugs. Yes. That's the answer. Yeah. But my son can't talk. What if Fiona answered that question or asked that question? Oh, we're... we're Mommy, what's with this bear? What do you do? We're getting into that phase of asking questions Mm -hmm. where she'll just spit something out, which is a completely valid question, and it's tough to answer. Mm -hmm. Then you would. You'd have to say, well, the bear is on drugs, right? So, you go the honest route. You don't Always. lie Mm-mm. and be like, oh, the bear just had a bunch of jelly donuts and is on a sugar high. That's why all the white powders around the mouth. I've been definitely trying to do the honesty thing. The one area I have problems with is, mm-hmm. is death. Okay. And dying yeah. and explaining that to her because yeah. it's so, you know, it's not matter of fact, right? It's just, it's very hard to explain. Uh, but it's, I don't know, it's exciting. It's embarrassing. Kids will ask the most ridiculous questions. Kids say the darndest they things. They do. That's what it's almost like, hey? And they really like to put you on the spot, too, because they just look at you with those honest eyes, like, just tell me. And I'm not good on the spot. I panic. And I'm just going to be... When I panic, I make up the worst lies. Oh, I don't know, like, be that's, fun. I know, but then my kid is going to walk around thinking that's the truth, and he's going to be liar, liar, pants on fire, kid, because his dad can't be honest with him. Great. Seems like it's a me problem, right? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Walking to my car after the show yesterday, some guy named Larry just walks up to me. Hey, Clayton, how's it going? <laughs> Just like we're old friends, right. just like we went to high school together or something. I have never seen Larry before. I have never met this Larry character. I know like two Larrys in my life. Now I know three. <gasps> this guy. Uh, Larry is holding this giant box in his hand. I'm like Brad Pitt in that one movie. What's in the box, What's Larry? In the box? What's in the box, Larry? Larry is like, I was going to come up there, but I guess I saw you here. Oh, save me a trip upstairs. Here you go. I watch your chicken finger videos. I thought you'd like this. Larry works for, I think it's called Lynch Foods, Lynch Distribution, something like that. Uh, The whole box was filled with my favorite type of plum sauce. (laughs) Because I've been going on this epic adventure to find Saskatoon's best chicken fingers. Episode 39, by the way, coming later this morning. Holy smokes. Stopped at another joint after the Blades game yesterday. By the way, how about them Blades? Right. Red hot. Um... Larry, it, there was like 500, you know, the little individual packets yeah. of plum sauce, like 500 of these things in this box. 
Just walk into my car after That's work. so great. Guy named Larry. Here you go. Here's 500 things of plum sauce. Have a good one. It's not every day you get a case of no. plum sauce from a stranger. Reminded me of two things. Number one, people are awesome. Mm-hmm. And number two, old school names need to make a comeback. People like Larry, Stans, Gerald's. <laughs> Gourds. All those names need to come back. They're always such good people, right? Larry. Lair, big shout out to you. You absolutely made my day yesterday. I will never run out of plum sauce. You're going to start putting plum sauce on just everything now? Literally everything. Skittles. Scrambled eggs and toast. Why not? Mm. Oreos. Dip it in plum. No. Pork chops with plum sauce? Oh, that's actually solid. Oh, yeah. I've actually tried that out before. There you go. I'd be amazed at what I've tried with plum sauce. And now I can add to that list. By the way, all the rankings, Saskatoon's Best Chicken Fingers, cruisefm.com. Sometimes when I go on these chicken finger adventures, I'll bring my wife, I'll bring my son. We have a nice little family date. It's a good old time, right? I've noticed something, though, about dining with your family, and some people are so guilty of this. Not cleaning up after your kids when you go out to a restaurant. Oh, yeah. If your kids are two, three, four, five, they're probably going to be making a mess, right? With crayons, with putting stuff in their drink, just throwing stuff on the ground, (laughs) not eating their whole plate. It's a mess going out to eat with kids. But hey, that's what restaurants are for, right? Go out with the family. Just some people treat restaurants like they're babysitter. Oh, yeah. And that's not the case. Well, and they, like, waive all responsibility for anything. That's not the case with restaurants, right? You don't just get an hour off of parenting because you're at a restaurant. It's not the server's job or the hostess's job to look after your kids, make sure they're behaving, right? It's one thing to let them run around and that stuff. Like, that's not cool. But just sitting at the booth, if they're making a mess, especially on the ground. Oh, yeah. Like, if you're at a restaurant with Fiona and she's dropping fries on the ground, peas on the ground, whatever... Like, I don't mean she pees on the ground. Vegetables, I get you. Vegetable pees on the ground. Clean up after your daughter if she pees on the ground, too. But if there is food on the ground, like, you clean up after it, right? Yes. As a former server, you would be amazed at how many parents just leave all that mess on the ground. All of it. And that's just, like, I think common courtesy. Because, yes, you know what? The staff that work at the Uh restaurant, it is their job to take the dishes off the table, blah, blah, blah. But if me, as a person, can make their job a little bit easier, I will stack the dishes. I can't help it. That's the sign of a good person. It's not just that you can't help it. It's just that you care about others. Some people will leave their dishes at all their table in just a mess. And maybe it's because I'm a former server and I can relate to the job, right? I also don't want the server leaning over awkwardly into it. In the conversation, doing that thing, right? Put all your dishes on the side of the table. See, make I, it easy on them. Put all the garbage on there for them. I read somewhere that they don't like that because they have their own servers have their own oh. special way of clearing tables. Let us know if you're a server nine three eight zero nine six three. Do you like it when I will the, stack the hell out of those dishes? Do you like it when customers are stacking the dishes? Do a little bit of your job for you. You got to clean up the floor if your kid's making a mess. Yes. That's a big pet peeve of mine, right? Some people act as it's like the music festival thing. It happens every year with Craven. There's that big photo of all the mess, right? The lawn chairs, the plastic bags. Some people just leave their old trailers there. And it's like, (laughs) will they pay someone to clean that up? Just because someone someone is getting paid to do it doesn't give you an excuse to be a total dink, okay? (laughs) Don't be a dink. Stacey and Clayton, weekday mornings 6 to 10 on Cruise. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.